5: It's a recipe for disaster. The true story of a glamour showgirl. Her doting husband. And the trail of scorned lovers she leaves in her wake. It's a tale of passionate
6: affairs. It takes a certain amount of person to reject her. 99% of the men on the planet could not do that
0: and deadly secrets. Marjorie's entire profession as a stripper had been about manipulating people to get what she wanted. Lying probably came second nature to her.
5: Beware. Extreme passion can lead to shocking consequences. It's the fall of 1985, and 24-year-old showgirl Marjorie Marquis is getting ready to go on stage at a Phoenix men's club.
1: Marjorie's kind of an ideal girl for show business life. She's tall, attractive, blonde hair looked great on her, platinum blonde hair, tan, physically fit. She just kind of fit into that.
2: She would paint her eyes with dark eyeshadow and pink lipstick, and she would wear these tight, skimpy outfits that really showed off her assets. <gasps>
7: She carries herself with a great deal of pride and a little bit of arrogance, and you can't take your eyes off her because she's quite stunning.
5: Before arriving in Phoenix, Marjorie had worked as a showgirl in Las Vegas.
2: She wore the elaborate feather hairdresses and the rhinestone bikinis and paraded with a group of other showgirls.
7: Marjorie's story is that she left Las Vegas because she was angry and upset about various things in her personal life, and she was going to return to Florida, which is her home base.
2: But when she came to Phoenix, there wasn't really a place for showgirls.
5: So Marjorie decides to put her natural assets to a different use. Tonight is the first night she will be stripping at a club. As soon as she takes the stage, Marjorie turns heads.
2: Marjorie had a chameleon-like personality. She was able to transform herself into every man's fantasy woman.
5: And from the start, Marjorie
0: manages to turn stripping into a very lucrative vocation. She was an incredibly attractive woman. She was beguiling. She she knew how to seduce men. And surely every time she was able to use those feminine wiles, able to take off her clothes and get men to give her money, that made her incredibly powerful.
5: Her stunning looks and sophisticated dance routines make Marjorie a hit with the men in the audience and she catches the eye of one in particular. His name is Jay Orbin.
4: Jay was about as much fun as anybody you could find. He knew probably about 5,000 jokes in his head, so whenever there was a slow time, he would tell some jokes. He was decent looking. I mean, there's
8: nothing wrong with the total package. It was a total package, and everybody got along with that.
5: Jay loves beautiful women and starts showering attention on Marjorie. At first, Marjorie isn't attracted to Jay, but when he begins spending lavishly on her, she can't resist.
2: He did kind of flash around his money. Marjorie described how he would throw down a $100 bill and buy her a drink.
5: After meeting Marjorie that night, Jay starts coming to the strip club six nights a week. Over the next three months, Marjorie dances regularly with the other girls at the club. She starts asking them about Jay and discovers, in the past, he's helped some of them out, loaning them money and giving them a place to stay from time to time.
8: We'd go to the topless bars and we'd hang out there and girls would come by with their sob stories or this or that. And Jay would always, you know, can I help? You know, anything I can do?
5: Finding out that Marjorie still lives in a motel across the street, Jay offers her a room at his house but it's not the millionaire's mansion that she expected.
7: Marjorie had calculated from the amount that Jay spent on the car that he drove, what kind of income that he had and what neighborhood he would live in. And when she first arrived at his home, she was sorely disappointed.
5: But they come to an arrangement. She keeps house for Jay during the day and continues to strip at the club at night. It might not have been in her plan, but Marjorie is starting to make a life for herself in Phoenix.
2: Marjorie planned on staying in Phoenix just for a few months to make enough money to fix her car and head back to Florida, but soon the money was coming in. She was making a lot of money at the strip club, and so she saw Jay as a way to make some more money and and get herself set up.
5: The more time Marjorie spends with Jay, the more she likes him.
2: At first, Marjorie saw Jay as just a paycheck, just money but over time as they formed a bond she actually enjoyed his company and she became attracted to him
5: and eventually Jay's charm pays off one weekend in the winter of 1985 Marjorie and Jay sleep together for the first time but apparently for Marjorie the earth didn't exactly move for her
2: Marjorie describes The first time she had a sexual encounter with Jay, as he's heavy and sweaty and rolling all over her, suddenly he kind of rolls off and is like, wow, that was great. And Marjorie says, I don't know what he thought he did, but it wasn't what she thought he did.
5: Marjorie claims she and Jay never again speak about their night together. But after that, she loses interest in the likable strip club patron. And the next day ends their brief relationship.
2: Marjorie said she wanted more things in life than Jay could provide. She wanted to be something special. She wanted to be a star. She wanted to see the world and travel. And Jay couldn't provide those things for her.
5: Jay is heartbroken.
2: She was the love of his life, and he would never find a love like that again. And for Jay, Marjorie
5: becomes an obsession. By 1994, Marjorie is in Las Vegas, back performing as a showgirl. For the past 10 years, she's been living the high life, dancing in high-end strip clubs around the world and marrying six times, each man wealthier than the last. One evening, she spots a familiar face in the crowd. It's Jay Orban and splitting with Marjorie, Jay has become a successful entrepreneur.
4: Jay's company was called Jayhawk International and he sold
8: Southwest Jewelry. He had a store here, but the majority of his business was travels.
5: Wherever Jay went, he looked for her. He was obsessed with her.
2: For 10 years, Jay looked for Marjorie. He searched for her. He went every city he traveled to. He looked her up in the phone book and really tried to find her.
5: Jay had seen a billboard for Marjorie's show and used it to track her down.
4: Jay had called me from Vegas and he was really excited and he said he found someone who was a great love of his.
5: Over the course of the evening, they catch up on old times. Marjorie finds Jay to be a nice, down-to-earth guy, different from the men she's been surrounded by. And quickly, their rekindled relationship becomes sexual. 10 years may have passed, But Marjorie claims that nothing has changed.
2: As Jay and Marjorie reconnected, they became intimate again. And for Jay, the
7: spark was still there. For Marjorie, not so much.
5: But this time around, the sex isn't as important to Marjorie.
7: As they commenced their second romance, Marjorie felt, and this is a quote, I'd had enough sex for 100 people. I didn't care about it anymore. That part of my life was going to be over.
5: Now, her needs are different. In an emotional conversation, she confesses to Jay the one regret she has in her life.
2: More than anything, Marjorie wanted a child. She wanted a baby, but she learned early on in her life that she was incapable of having children.
4: This strikes a chord with Jay. Jay always wanted to have a child, so he always wanted to have a serious relationship and get married. He wanted to have a son more than any man I've ever met.
5: Marjorie claims Jay offers to pay for two years of in vitro fertility treatments if she marries him and moves to Phoenix.
0: She was at the end of her stripping career. There was nothing that she wanted for, except the quiet life of the soccer mom, the idea of having a baby. End of her stripping career, biological clock ticking away, here comes Jay. It was really the perfect answer to where she was at that exact moment.
5: It's an offer she can't resist. Marjorie is willing to trade her glamorous lifestyle so she can have a child with a man she's left once before. But the second time around, will she be able to make it work? (laughs) The deal is made, and in the summer of 1995, Marjorie retires her feather boas and moves to Phoenix. Within months, she's pregnant, and in August 1996, she gives birth to a baby boy.
2: Marjorie's transition from Vegas showgirl to housewife was seamless. You would expect that someone who had this crazy, fast-paced lifestyle wouldn't like the mundane cooking and cleaning for a husband and child, but Marjorie really took to being a housewife.
5: Jay seems happy and proudly shows off his new wife to his friends and family. But those people close to Jay aren't so sure.
8: Marjorie just didn't fit.
4: It's like putting a uh, round peg in a square hole. It just doesn't work. She was kind of standoffish and cold, so I don't think any of the other guys in the circle really were interested in meeting her.
5: For the next seven years, Jay and Marjorie's marriage seems to be working. While Jay is out on the road, Marjorie stays home and looks after their son.
4: On the early days of their marriage, I think their marriage was great. Jay was very happy. Marjorie seemed happy. Everything seemed to be perfect. They had their perfect little family unit. And they did lots of different things together.
5: But over time, the agreement that brought Jay and Marjorie together starts falling apart.
2: I think that Marjorie began to become bored and dissatisfied with the relationship.
5: Above all, Marjorie craves physical contact.
2: They did not have much of a sex life. In the beginning, there was some passion between the two of them, mostly on Jay's side, but soon their relationship became more of a friendship.
5: Sex-starved Marjorie is after something she's not getting at home. But in the spring of 2004, when she takes her son to a karate class, that's about to change. Marjorie immediately stands out in the crowd.
6: Marjorie was a tall, good-looking woman, very well put together and very driven. Some ladies would be intimidated by her simply because of her appearance.
5: At one of the classes, Marjorie spots an athletic instructor, and all of her sexual desires come flooding back.
2: The karate instructor that Marjorie started seeing, he was young. He was virile, he was quite attractive, and Marjorie really seduced him.
5: Marjorie Orban thought she'd had enough sex to last a lifetime, but old habits die hard. Now she's about to embark on an affair that will lead to a dangerous love triangle.
3: Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N O O M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
5: Former Vegas showgirl Marjorie Orban is bored with life as a Phoenix housewife but all that is about to change. By the spring of 2004, her husband Jay is increasingly away on business trips. Marjorie becomes a regular at her son's martial arts school.
6: Most of the time, Marjorie would be the one to bring her son in. Jay would always be away on business and working. His business dictated that he travel a lot.
5: Feeling lonely and craving affection, sex-starved Marjorie starts flirting with a young instructor.
6: I could always sense from Marjorie that she was looking for something extracurricular or above and beyond a mutual, convenient friendship.
5: And as Marjorie uses her feminine wiles, the instructor is powerless to resist.
6: It takes a certain amount of person to reject her. And that has to be paramount in what you do. 99% of the men on the planet could not do that.
5: One day, Marjorie offers to alter the instructor's uniform.
6: Marjorie had a gift for sewing or being a seamstress, and she would do the cuffing and the tailoring. With
5: Jay out of town on business, Marjorie suggests making the adjustments at her house, but sewing is the last thing on her mind.
2: Marjorie said that she hadn't even been touched by anyone for years, that the only physical contact that she had was with her son. She had no sexual or physical relationship with her husband.
5: Karate uniforms are quickly forgotten as Marjorie leads the instructor to her bedroom.
2: This was an 18-year-old kid. This was a young boy, and here she led him into their marital bed and had sex with him. It was really quite lecherous
5: Marjorie and the instructor begin a secret steamy affair and Jay ever the loyal husband has no idea of the betrayal happening right beneath his nose
2: the relationship with Marjorie and the karate instructor continues for a period of time and then he starts to break it off deep down the young man has feelings for another
5: woman not Marjorie
2: Marjorie starts to sense that he's pulling away from her, so she ups the ante and says, we well, I'll have a threesome with you and this woman.
5: The freaked out instructor calls the whole thing off. Marjorie is furious and directs her anger at the other woman.
2: Marjorie calls her out of the blue and just starts screaming at her that she's been having an affair with her boyfriend. And this woman
0: sees the side of her personality and becomes terrified. She was the woman who could get any man to do whatever she wanted. And now here she is in her late 30s and she's losing it. So we see a nasty, tuned up, vindictive, revengeful Marjorie. And it really is a little bit of foreshadowing of what the future holds for her.
5: But she's only just begun. Soon, this side of Marjorie will resurface and bring about a more terrifying outcome. In the summer of 2004, Jay Orban is on the road as much as he's at home.
7: He would spend two weeks a month on the road, crisscrossing these United States from Arizona to Florida to New Jersey, and just a nonstop worker, absolutely nonstop worker.
5: And without the distraction of a torrid love affair, Marjorie feels isolated.
7: During the summer of
2: 2004, Marjorie became incredibly lonely. Jay was away, her lover had broken up with her, and she began searching for something. She began searching for a relationship, something to complete her and make her feel loved and needed and wanted.
5: Marjorie decides she wants out of her marriage with Jay, but first, she needs to get back into shape.
7: During the years that Marjorie was married to Jay, she lost her stripper's edge. She became a Scottsdale housewife that had a soccer mom figure.
1: At some point, Marjorie decided that it was time for her to start losing weight. She joined a local gym and it was described that she was obsessed with it. Uh, She spent hours and hours at the gym.
5: One morning, Marjorie is working out on the treadmill when she notices someone watching her.
2: In the gym, she spots this attractive man. He's in very good shape. He's the opposite of what Jay would be. He's very toned. They describe him as looking like a bodybuilder. And Marjorie becomes very attracted to him.
5: Marjorie approaches, and they begin flirting.
2: He was older than her, although he did not look it. He looked quite young. He was quite in good shape. He was quite muscular.
5: Marjorie describes this meeting as happening in slow motion. It's like a dream come true. She believes this is the man she's been waiting for
2: she saw him as the guy who was going to solve all her problems.
5: Marjorie Orban desperately wants out of her marriage and the affair that she's about to embark on will start a chain of events that will end in bloody murder. Marjorie Orvin is bored with her marriage to likable businessman Jay, and wants out of it. An affair with a martial arts instructor has fizzled out, but a chance encounter with a hunky bodybuilder at the gym could be just the change she's looking for. Marjorie is immediately drawn to the attractive, well-built man named Larry.
7: Larry was a man who uh, went to the gym a lot. His hobby was being a bodybuilder. I think Larry had the kind of physique and the interests that would truly get Marjorie's engine running. There's a genuine physical attraction between Marjorie and Larry.
5: But as Marjorie goes to hand him her cell number, he backs off.
7: He noticed her wedding ring right away and she said, oh no, I'm not really married. I just wear it to ward off other guys because I get hit on so often. But you, I want you to know the truth. I'm really actually single. I'm a single mother and I'd like to get to know you better.
5: The bodybuilder is flattered by the advances of the sexy younger woman, and now, having been given the green light, agrees to a date. A few weeks later, Marjorie and Larry get together, and it doesn't take long for things to heat up.
2: He says that she took him by the arm and led him to the bedroom. And they had this steamy sexual encounter. Marjorie really gravitated towards that because it was very different than what she had with Jay.
1: Marjorie described her sexual relationship with Larry as very strong and very powerful, very satisfying to her. She's very vocal about that.
5: Marjorie tells Larry a story about her domestic situation and her relationship
1: with Jay.
2: Marjorie told Larry that she had been in divorce for seven years and that Jay was just this traveling salesman who was never around.
1: And Larry believed all this. I mean, he didn't know any different.
5: Like many before him, Larry becomes seduced by Marjorie's charms.
1: (sighs) Marjorie pursued Larry and to the point where Larry finally fell for Marjorie and he fell fast and he fell hard. Marjorie was using this to her advantage. She was kind of dictating how things were going to be
5: rapidly. The affair goes from casual fling to a serious relationship.
2: Very quickly the relationship becomes very intense and very passionate and they're spending all this time together. While Jay's away on his business trips, Marjorie's spending every moment with Larry.
5: When she isn't juggling the affair with her home life, Marjorie is at the gym and the intensity of her workouts pick up at a startling pace.
6: During a certain period of time, Marjorie became a fitness fanatic. Her transformation became regimental. She was working out continuously. She would do extreme workouts and inverted crunches. She would go to the point of running miles and then weightlifting.
5: Marjorie never reveals what she's training for, but in a few weeks, Her strength and ability to lift weights will come under close scrutiny.
6: Only after the circumstances happened did I surmise that she may have been training to get herself into shape for some other reason.
5: By the middle of August, Larry is coming over to the house four times a week. But as Larry spends more time in the Orban home, he realizes Jay and Marjorie's relationship is more than she's letting on.
2: Early in the relationship, Marjorie told Larry that she was not married and that she had been divorced for quite some time. But when Larry comes over to the house, quickly he realizes that that's not the case. Here are Jay's possessions all over the house. His photos are in the frames. And so he, he sees that something's not right with this relationship.
1: Well, Larry eventually kind of caught on and he described at one point that he felt like he was sleeping in another man's bed.
5: In the morning when Jay leaves for work, Marjorie's first call is to Larry. And she has one thing on her mind.
1: I think
2: Marjorie's ideal lover was someone who was quite sexual in the bedroom.
5: (gasps) It's exactly what Marjorie has been craving. And Larry is more than capable of satisfying her needs.
2: He was very passionate and
7: sexual, and that's what she was looking for. The relationship between Larry and Marjorie sexually was probably pretty good. They both seemed to be happy with it.
5: Marjorie appears to merge her dual lives seamlessly. And Jay is kept completely in the dark about his wife's secret life.
7: There is no evidence that Jay had any knowledge of the affair between Larry and Marjorie. There is every reason to believe that Jay thought he was coming home to his sweetheart when he was there.
4: I was very shocked that Marjorie was having affairs because as far as I knew, their marriage was fine and it didn't even cross my mind. Well, that's just her personality, though. She's the type of person who could probably lead five lives.
8: How many people can be married seven times and still want to be married? It it takes a different personality to do that.
5: However, the two men in Marjorie's life both believe they're in a committed relationship with her. She's playing a dangerous game. Early in the morning on August 27th, 2004, Jay Orban is preparing for a three week trip to Florida.
4: When Jay would leave for a trip, he'd usually have everything packed up ahead of time. Jay was acting the way he normally did. He was getting ready to go away. On the back of his mind, I'm sure he was thinking about the trip he was going on.
5: As a jewelry salesman, he needs protection. So he finishes with one important thing.
8: Jay had a gun in his briefcase. He had a gun in the truck. He had a gun in the office. He was very, very safety cautious.
5: By noon, he's on the road. As soon as her husband leaves the house, Marjorie calls Larry.
2: The bed didn't even have a chance to get cold after Jay left and she brought Larry in.
5: (gasps) For the next two weeks, Marjorie has the house to herself and sees Larry whenever she likes. But she's about to get a shock. On September 8th, Jay makes a call to his parents. It's his birthday, and he has some exciting news.
7: He made phone calls and took phone calls from his family. Happy birthday. When are you going to be home? I'm almost there. I'm just coming up the highway.
8: So he coming back early. He figured he might as well spend his birthday at home.
5: Jay plans on being in Phoenix later that afternoon. Little does he know that at the same time he's heading home, another man is sleeping with his wife in his marital bed. Marjorie Orban is in a volatile love triangle with her husband and her secret lover. And now, it's about to explode. Marjorie Orban is in the middle of a passionate affair that her husband, Jay, knows nothing about. Now, Jay is heading home early from a business trip, and Marjorie's secret life is about to be exposed. But then something strange happens. Jay never shows up, and by the next day, Friends and family are worried.
4: The first thing everybody thought of was the fact that he was robbed, because that's the first thing that would naturally come in your mind with any jewelry salesman.
2: When Jay was away on his business trips, he would stay in regular contact. Every morning, he would call his son to say good morning, and he talked to his family every single day. Even though he was away, he really just stayed connected to his family and friends.
8: Within two or three days after him calling and not coming back, that's when everybody started getting worried because he should have been back the next day.
5: Then the original date Jay was supposed to be home comes and goes. When friends contact Marjorie, she tells them she's actually seen Jay.
4: Went and talked to Marjorie to find out, see what she knew, and she said at that time they had come back and he took the Bronco, their little vehicle, and just put some stuff in and he was gonna go over to Utah to see his big wholesale customer and he would be back in a couple of days.
5: Something doesn't feel right, but there's nothing they can do. Days turn into a week, and by September 20th, 2004, those close to Jay are getting frantic. That is, until they get a call from Jay's cell.
8: I got a call from his cell phone, and I answered it, and all I could hear was a radio. So I pulled over, I called my cell phone company, and I asked them where that call originated and they told me Phoenix. Okay, why is his phone in Phoenix and he's not in Phoenix?
5: It just doesn't add up. Jay's confused friends and family plead with Marjorie to call the cops.
2: After weeks of not hearing from Jay, his family and friends are frantic, and they're begging Marjorie to call the police and report him missing.
5: Marjorie finally calls Phoenix missing persons detail and reports Jay Orban's disappearance, but only after constant pressure from Jay's friends and family. The Phoenix Police Department takes up the case.
1: Marjorie finally makes a missing persons report at the urgent of the family. And she's interviewed and she's very, very kind of standoffish. She's trying to be helpful with the police, but she's not being helpful at all.
5: A few days after the interview, police make a discovery that immediately casts doubt over Marjorie's story that Jay is in Utah on a business trip. They find Jay's Ford Bronco abandoned on a street near the Orban home.
2: His Vehicles discovered just a few miles from the house, which completely contradicts Marjorie's version of events that he went on a detour
8: business trip. News started coming up that, oh, they found LeBronco, and it's parked two miles from the house and now they have witnesses that say there's a blonde lady with a workout shorts and a, a hat with a blonde ponytail hanging out the back.
5: Marjorie officially becomes a person of interest. But as cops try to get more information, they find Marjorie to be uncooperative.
7: Hello, this is Marjorie Orban. Hey, I was wondering, uh, do you have some we can sit down and talk about the investigation? I asked you last night if you were available today and you said that you weren't. No, you no. said... You Was I available for you to see the house? And I said, absolutely. Just not at the spur of the second in this particular instance. I, I was doing other things.
1: She always comes up with an excuse that she can't make it. I can't meet you. I'm too busy to deal with this. Just very, very bizarre behavior.
5: Marjorie has good reason to be secretive. She's keeping one key piece of information from police. But when cops ask Marjorie to take a lie detector test, her secret comes out.
6: I think
7: I'm going to call an attorney, Mm -hmm. because I don't like the tone of a lot of this. Ma'am, I'm not getting a call No, I'm going to call call an attorney. Who wants me to take a polygraph tomorrow? Who's that? None of your business. It's a friend of mine. Okay.
5: This is the first cops have heard from the new man in Marjorie's life. Police decide it's time to pay Marjorie a visit, whether she's ready or not. On the evening of Tuesday, September 28th, police arrive at the Orban home. They immediately make a breakthrough.
2: When the police enter the house, they discover that all of Jay's possessions have been put away and put in storage boxes, and all of Larry's possessions have been moved into the house.
1: Marjorie doesn't tell them that. And they're carrying on this relationship like they're a hot and heavy couple.
5: They realize Larry has been in the Orban home with Marjorie and her son regularly during the period that Jay has been missing.
2: This is the moment where she's really called out that they realize that she's been lying the entire time. It's a huge break in the investigation to know that she's having an affair in the house while her husband's missing.
5: The bodybuilder becomes a suspect in the investigation. Police continue searching the house and find more evidence that incriminates Marjorie.
2: They find large amounts of cash. She had been withdrawing the maximum amount of cash from the ATM every day and putting it in an envelope. She was acting like her husband was never returning, never coming home.
5: The last place cops look is the garage. Something about it is not right.
2: The garage is spotless. It's cleaner than most people's kitchens. She's epoxy-coated the floor and painted the walls. They also discover cardboard had been cut out and pasted over the windows, like something was going on in there that, that she didn't want them to see.
5: But the investigators find no evidence of Jay or where he might be. On October 23rd, 2004, the sun rises over an innocuous patch of desert to the northeast of Phoenix. A passerby notices a blue plastic container nestled under a bush. Detective David Barnes is the officer called to investigate it.
1: It was wrapped in black plastic. Someone went to some effort to somewhat conceal it.
5: As he approaches the container, the detective quickly realizes this isn't just garbage that someone's thrown out.
1: As I was walking up, I could start to smell... Uh, Just a putrid smell, which uh, I recognized is, is a decomposing body.
5: Jay Orban has been missing for over a month. Has his body just been found? stripper Marjorie Orban has been having a secret affair behind her husband's back. He returned early from a business trip and hasn't been seen since. Cops suspect Jay's been murdered, but without a body, they may never know the truth. Now a mysterious blue container's been found, dumped in the desert outside the city.
1: The tub was, you know, a good-sized container It had a top to it, you know, just something that uh, everybody would store just common everyday household items in. As I looked in the tub, you could clearly see just a a piece of human torso, just a piece of meat. I could see the belly button, uh, I could see hairs around the belly, so I knew that it was a male.
2: The torso was sliced right above the belly button and below the knees. It was still clothed in a pair of bloody denim jean shorts that were held up with a brown leather belt.
1: After seeing the body in the container, I felt very confident that uh, this person was murdered.
5: In the bottom of the tub, cops find the 38 caliber bullet that would have killed the victim. They then quickly piece together how the killer disposed of the body.
1: At the autopsy, the coroner had determined that the deep skeletal tissue was fresh, but there was changes in the surface tissue, and it was his opinion which he later confirmed that at one point the body had been frozen. There was also specific types of cutting marks on the bones, which later tests revealed that these marks were made by a jigsaw.
5: They conclude the victim was shot frozen and chopped into pieces with a mechanical saw. However, with no head or limbs, cops are unable to identify the mystery man. On October 24, 2004, police make a breakthrough. They match a set of keys found in the blue tub to an abandoned car. Jay's green Ford Bronco found blocks away from his house.
1: Put the key in the ignition and it turned the ignition over. And lo and behold, we now had a pretty good idea as to who our victim was.
5: Police immediately turn their focus back to Jay's grieving spouse, Marjorie, and her lover, Larry. Cops comb through the Orbin's financial records, looking for a clue that will implicate them in the crime.
1: And some of the detailed receipts is uh, one particular store, Marjorie bought a large amount of cleaning items, you know, bleach, uh, pads, mops, sting cleaners, and it was just like the day or the day after that uh, Jay disappeared. This was a large amount, and it was uh, pretty clear to me that these were bought for one purpose, which was to clean up the crime scene.
5: Jay's cell phone records add further weight to the case building against Marjorie. Using data from cell phone towers in the area, cops can triangulate the position of Jay's phone at the times it was used after his disappearance.
1: Wherever Marjorie was, Jay's phone was also. If Marjorie's phone hit off a specific tower at a specific second, Jay's phone hit off the same tower at a specific moment, a specific second. So it was obvious that Marjorie had Jay's phone with her.
5: It appears the mysterious calls that Jay's friends received were made by Marjorie. Then in early December 2004, cops find the piece of evidence that inextricably links Marjorie to the crime. Searching through a stack of receipts, they find one from a local hardware store.
2: The break in the case comes when they discover the blue tub that Jay's torso was found in was purchased by Marjorie two days after Jay went missing.
5: The store security cam footage reveals a woman matching Marjorie's description, purchasing two plastic tubs.
2: On the tape, Marjorie appears calm, like she's out running errands, but in fact, she's actually purchasing her husband's plastic coffin.
1: These tubs were later determined to be the exact dimensions, colors, right down to the UPC code of one of the tubs that was found with Jay's remains, and the other tub was never found. It's still missing to this day.
5: The tapes give cops the hard evidence they need, and at 7.22 p.m. on December 6th, Marjorie is arrested for the murder of Jay Orban. Although it's established Larry had been staying in the Orban house at the time Jay disappeared, there's nothing linking him to the murder.
2: There's zero evidence to support that Larry was involved in this crime. Larry was just another man that was manipulated by Marjorie's charms. He was just a person that she could use.
5: Five years later, on January 29th, 2009, Marjorie Orbin stands trial for the murder of her husband, Jay.
2: The prosecution presented in court their theory that Jay returned home on his 45th birthday and was shot and killed in his garage.
5: They claim that Marjorie used Jay's own gun to kill him. She froze his body, then removed his arms, legs, and head with a mechanical saw and wrapped them in plastic.
1: The way Jay was murdered and the way his body was treated during the murder and after the murder was just was just wrong. And Jay was a good man. He was a father. He was... Uh, A loving husband. He was a loving son, loving brother. He was just treated like a piece of trash.
5: Marjorie has one compelling argument in her defense, that at 5'6 and 135 pounds, she is too petite to dismember Jay's 260-pound body. But Marjorie had been training.
6: By the time Marjorie achieved her pinnacle of physical fitness, I'm confident that her strength and her training would have enabled her to move any object over several hundred pounds. Was she capable of moving a person of Jay's size? Sure. She had the physical strength to do it. She made herself that physically strong and physically fit.
5: The jury decide that the notoriously fickle Marjorie was bored of Jay and ready to move on. Marjorie, at one
0: point, had probably had genuine affection for Jay. But after she got the child that she had always dreamed of, he wasn't really a person she loved. He was a commodity. And then once their sexual relationship had demised and he was away all of the time and she was getting all of her needs met by somebody else, what worth did he have?
5: Marjorie is unanimously found guilty of Jay's murder.
8: Everybody has their assumptions on what happened that day. I just think that he got a call, went home, and that's when it happened. I think that she was living that second life. Jay happened to show up early, and it just all happened quick.
4: The question that I would want to know is why this had to happen, why she couldn't have been like everybody else and just got divorced, why you had to go and kill someone, and why she had the right to even consider doing such a thing without thinking about what the child that she loves so much, what it would do to him to have his father be dead.
1: Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.
6: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more.